All right, welcome back to the Run Free Podcast, guys, or welcome to the Run Free Podcast if this is your first time listening in. This is episode number 18, and uh, in this episode, I'm going to talk about some holiday training tips, and this is going to include nutritional tips, sleep tips, and obviously training tips as well. So that's what I was going to start with, and then I want to just get into a little Christmas story. won't be super long, won't be super traditional either, this might be a little bit different. Um, Uh, what's the word i'm looking for a little different perspective on the christmas story and a little different inspiration maybe uh, you typically hear so looking forward to sharing that with you guys hope your guys training is going well hope you're crushing it and uh, let's dive right in all right so my first tip for you guys is to if at all possible get in your workouts early so i know like it's dark early and it's hard to wake up when it's still dark at 7 a.m like it is here in arizona but it's super, super helpful if you can just get it in and be done with it. Um, and not that you're just trying to, you know, just get through it and you're not enjoying the workout. But I know how tricky it can be. Like the day can just get away from you so easy when you're in this like uh, the zone, this family friend zone, which is a great zone to be in, right? Like so fun to be around family and friends, but it's really easy for the day to just happen to you rather than like you being like, okay, like I know I'm gonna get in my workout during this time. So it's really encourage you with that. I've said that on the podcast before, when you go to bed at night, the night before, kind of get an idea of the schedule, what's gonna happen. I know it's, a, it's really tricky to do that when you got all these family and friends around, but um, just just know when you're gonna work out. And I find for myself over the holidays, it's just easier if I just get up early when everyone else is still asleep, maybe 5 a.m. and get my workout in, and then I can just totally enjoy the rest of the day and not have in the back of my mind floating around like, oh, I gotta get in my session today, I gotta get in my session. Like I know how annoying that can be when you're just thinking about like, Oh, I gotta figure out a way to work it in, you know? It's just so much easier if you just get up early, have some coffee, and then go get in your session and then be free for the rest of the day to just enjoy the holidays, enjoy family and friends. So that's tip number one. Uh, tip number two, I would just encourage you guys as you know we're moving closer to Christmas, just to plan around it, you know? So don't plan, I don't like to plan big workouts for Christmas day, that's just, a lot going on on one day you know and and again that's not like the purpose of christmas right is to be thinking about your workout when you go to bed on christmas eve like you want to be in full-on christmas mode and and enjoying it and and uh, celebrating the true meaning of it so i'd just encourage you guys like as you're planning your week just be like how can i shift things around to make christmas day either an off day or a really easy and light day and uh, not have a big focus on training that particular day and also too like if you're trying to get in to say a gym to hop on a treadmill or use a weight room like you're most like i don't know of any gyms that are open on christmas there might be some like maybe some of those bigger ones like planet fitness and stuff but for the most part it's gonna be tough to find something that's open on christmas so just plan for that to be like an easier off day all right so let's talk nutrition now and this is probably the most challenging part of the holidays right i um i know it can be for me but um, it doesn't necessarily have to be if we if we uh, plan our nutritional plan going into it and we know how we're going to approach our nutrition going into the holidays rather than just like kind of, oh, there's cookies sitting here and I'm watching TV. I'm going to start just snack. I'll just have one, you know, and that one turns into two. That's how it is for me anyways. So let's talk about how to kind of navigate the nutrition piece of it. So my first tip when it comes to nutrition 
is uh, if at all possible, if you know you're gonna be having a really big meal, like try to do a workout right before that meal. So, you know, I talked about doing the early morning workouts. This works perfectly for say, if you're gonna have a big kind of Christmas morning meal or, yeah, I just said you shouldn't do a workout on Christmas morning, but if you do, like get up early, get in a really hard session right before your workout, and then you can enjoy a nice big meal, kind of guilt-free, because it's within that window where at least like your body's open to absorbing as much of the sugar, for example, as possible, as much of the calories they're putting into it. Your body's gonna put more of that towards your muscles, towards recovery than it would if you're just, you know, waking up and just having a big meal. And so, you know, maybe that big meal is right, is a dinner time meal or early dinner. So if at all possible, like try and get in a big workout before that meal. But that's one of those things where that just may not be possible. So I'll give you other tips to kind of navigate that here in a second. Um, so next tip is just to fill, keep yourself full over the holidays on healthy food as much as possible. So I know for myself, like my level of self-control when it comes to sugar is very small if I am starving and super hungry. So I just encourage you guys, and this is gonna kind of contradict a later tip I'm gonna give you, but you can kind of go either way. So like this is like one path, and then I'm gonna give you another path that you could take if you prefer to not do this route. But what works for me is just like lots of small meals throughout the day as I typically do, but just making sure those are really clean, really healthy uh, meals. So then when I sit down to that, you know, really nice Christmas meal, like I am comfortably hungry, but I'm not like ravenously hungry and wanting to like put every single item on my plate and then go back for seconds and do the same thing all over again. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm content to just like have one and then I'm, I'm good because I'm not like starving. So keep yourself kind of comfortably hungry going into meals, comfortably full throughout the day on really healthy food. All right. So my next tip is, uh, if you are bringing, so, you know, a lot of these are kind of potluck style meals where everyone's contributing, bringing their own dish. So if, if that's the case for you, I would encourage you like bring something that is really healthy so you know you at least have like that option of something to eat. <laughs> so, uh, and not that you shouldn't try everyone else's thing, but I'm all about like if someone makes something like I'll, I'll try it for sure. Like I'll have a little bit, It you know, I might not like have an entire, like through, like every single kind of pie, for example, on there. I might just have like a sliver of each, you know, but I'm all about like honoring people by trying what they bring, but I'm gonna fill myself up on healthy options when it comes to navigating those uh, uh, potluck style meals. So kind of examples, things like, instead of doing traditional mashed potatoes, like do sweet potato mashed potatoes. And like, instead of using a bunch of half and half to, um, make the mat, the sweet potato mash, like just put in some, like, I don't even put in anything, just salt and sweet potatoes and bake it and mash it up. And it's phenomenal. I think it's super good. Like, I don't think it even needs anything else. Um, sugar-free pies, you know, like I used to make pumpkin pie and I'd do a, a sugar-free version that's sweetened with stevia. And yeah, like if you're expecting it to taste like normal pumpkin pie, you're gonna be disappointed for sure. It's not definitely not the same but it does taste good you know and it, it kind of feels like oh i'm having a nice piece of pie here so there are ways kind of around sugar and you can make sugar-free um desserts options for you to have and for your guests to have all right so next tip is just to uh uh is actually a sleep tip 
So look at traveling, look at this time away from work as a chance to kind of catch up on sleep. I know it can be tough to sleep um, over the holidays, you know, people staying up late, playing games, talking, which is all great stuff, but look at it as a chance like, okay, I'm gonna sleep in as late as possible. You know, I'm gonna slip away for a nap here and there when, you know, there's a lull in the day and no one's doing anything. Like look at it as being like, I have a little bit of extra free time here to catch up on, on sleep. And on that kind of sleep note, I really encourage you guys to like travel with earplugs because your environment is likely to be louder than normal. Um, I like to also travel with a sleep mask because you might find yourself in a room that doesn't have blackout shades and the sun's coming up and you can't sleep, you know? So those are kind of two important things. Another thing you could throw in there is bringing your own pillow from home. I don't do this because I'm a pretty sound, easy sleeper, but to you guys who are more sensitive with sleep, having your own pillow is just going to make it feel like more like you're at home. And having a good pillow does make a big, big difference in quality of sleep. So you might just want to bring your own that way. You know you have a good pillow to sleep in and it reminds you of home when you tuck yourself in at night. All right, so let's talk a little bit about training, some training tips. Uh, one thing is just to look at being on the road, traveling in a new place as an opportunity to get creative with your training. So, you know, a quick note on this or side story on this. One time I was traveling with Sarah to a race in Japan and it was like, like kind of a really tiny town where the race was taking place. And usually when I travel, I'm like, I can find a gym anywhere, you know? And usually I just use the hotel gym, even if it's like a bare bones hotel gym, I'll just get creative in there and, and find a way to make it work. But on this occasion, there was no hotel gym. There was like no gym in the town where I was gonna have to take like an hour Uber ride to like get to a gym. I was like, no, no, <laughs> I can just get creative with body weight exercises or with whatever I have around me. So I took my, my carry on suitcase and I filled it up with water bottles because we had all these water bottles lying around. And I literally was like, I had an arm workout that day. So I was doing like curls with my suitcase, with my travel carry on and man, like it felt kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie, but I, my my biceps were so lit up the next day because it was totally different than not totally, but just a little bit actually different than using a traditional dumbbell. And yeah, my arms were just like toast the next day. And that's just an example of like it would have been very easy for me to be like, ah, forget it. Like it's not even worth it. You know, I don't have access to anything. But rather than that, like I saw it, and that was kind of my initial reaction, to be honest. But then I thought about it, I was like, well, let me just look around here. Like, what do I have around me that I can use to get creative with my training? And then getting creative with your training usually elicits a really good training response because your body's not used to it. So your body has to respond to it differently than what you're accustomed to. So, you know, whether that's getting creative in the weight room, like I'm talking about with body weight exercises, or getting creative with the terrain around you, if you're going out for runs, like if you have some massive hill close by and you usually don't get to do hill work, like go do some hill reps on that hill, you know? Whatever it is, like you use it as an opportunity to be successful and look for those Look, look for ways to get creative with your training based on what's around you. And then also too, just know ahead of time, like, you know, gyms are gonna be closed over Christmas. If you're trying to get on a treadmill over Christmas, it's gonna be tricky um, to find a gym that's open. So just be aware of that. You know, don't wake up Christmas morning and be planning to hop on treadmill and then drive to the gym and be like, oh, every gym in town is closed. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my next tip. Now let's talk about, uh, go back to kind of nutrition and the, 
so from this period that you guys hear this podcast all the way up to you know when the holidays officially start for you whenever that is just really try and keep your diet super clean like be more strict on your diet now than you typically are like don't allow yourself uh usually just have like a little bit of dessert at night which is fine but maybe cut that out knowing that okay i'm gonna have a little bit extra over the holidays so you kind of prepare yourself for like being okay with just having that, I'm just gonna have one mentality, which like I said, is totally fine. Like I'm all about that. Like if someone's gone to a lot of work to prepare something to bring to a holiday meal, like I'm gonna absolutely honor them. I'm gonna absolutely enjoy a little bit of that. And it's okay because my diet's been super clean leading up to it. So really focus now on keeping things as clean as possible. Uh, another kind of holiday tip going back to the training piece is uh, just, you know, when you're going out for your training, it can be that kind of 5 a.m. get up early, just get it done mentality. But it can also be like, I know like my family, we like to go out on hikes after meals. We like to do something physical. We don't like to just like sit around the house and play cards all day long. Like we like to get outside. And I'd say, you know, a lot of families are in that same boat. So this is a great opportunity to like include family members, friends in your training, even if they're not runners, you know? Like I can tell you exactly how things are gonna play out over our Christmas holidays when we're in Big Bear. Like we're all gonna go out on hikes and some people will run, some people hike, um, some people might ride mountain bikes. I know I'm be doing a lot of mountain biking uh, with Sarah and my little brother Chad over the holidays as they're running. So, and my girls as well. So just, you know, training can be a really inclusive thing if you so desire, you know, it can be a really social thing, an opportunity to hook up with friends that maybe you haven't seen for a long time um, and something that can be shared with family members, like I said, through hiking and biking and you can include people in your training. And that way it's not just like you going out and doing your own thing, getting away from everyone. Although if that's you and you need some time alone, I totally get that, go for it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit more for you guys who are training in cold environments. I know I'm going to Big Bear and it's supposed to snow like pretty much the whole week that we're gonna be up there. And so knowing that, it's really important that you're prepared for that. So we're like, I'll have myself, Sarah, the girls, we'll all be packing yak tracks. So all those are for you guys who aren't familiar with that is they're just like these really lightweight rubber and metal uh, wiring on the bottom of them. And you slip them over your normal running shoes. And what I love about them is like, I can run on roads that are both icy and snowy and roads that are totally fine. So, you know, I can go out for a run. If the road is all of a sudden clear, just stop for a second, pop them off, put them in my pockets. They're super lightweight. I don't even know I have them on me and keep running on the asphalt. If it gets icy again or I choose to go on a more sketchy road, just stop for a second, slip them back on over my shoes. And I've never taken a spill uh, wearing yak tracks before so that's my personal favorite brand i know there's lots of different brands out there um when sarah and i were in norway last year we got like a really sweet pair because they uh they have some amazing snow gear over there because they're iced over like all winter long so you know you can kind of experiment with whatever you like but i definitely if you're going to a snowy place pack those i wouldn't recommend doing actual workouts in those um, if you're going to do an actual workout and the roads are icy, I would just recommend just hopping on a treadmill. Um, that's what I would typically do when I was training professionally. But they're really good. doing. For some reason, for me, doing a workout on a treadmill, it goes by somewhat fast. And it's I'm, I'm fine doing them on a treadmill. Sometimes I even prefer it. 
But if I am uh, doing easy run, man, treadmills, I feel like time, if you want time to slow down, just hop on a treadmill and do like an easy 30 minute run. It feels like it's like a three hour run. So uh, pack those yak jacks up if you're going somewhere cold and icy. All right, last kind of, oh no, two more holiday tips for you guys. Uh, okay, so I talked about the one path of like lots of small meals, keeping yourself full on those. The other path you could do if you're into this is uh, intermittent fasting. So you guys know from uh, my previous nutrition podcast, I'm not a big fan of intermittent fasting for endurance athletes, um, but this might be a great time to do that. If you know like, okay, like, like these are gonna, I'm gonna have some seriously big meals here, <laughs> you know, over the holidays. You might want to just skip a couple of meals and then so you go into those meals and you are hungry, but you're allowing yourself to eat more because you've, you've kind of skipped meals and saved calories for those big meals. So intermittent fasting is something that could work over the holidays that you might want to consider doing. Uh, the last tip is just kind of like a mentality uh, approach, a mental kind of tip for you guys. And you've probably heard me say this before, but just being like bamboo, bend but don't break. So this is something that I'd have to tell myself all the time because I'm very extreme in nature. And it's really easy for me to like, you know, I'm either on the diet or I'm off the diet kind of mentality. But man, that would get me in trouble a lot when I was training. So don't be like that. Let's be like bamboo. Let's bend on our nutrition, bend on our training, and do the best we can with it over the holidays, but not not break and just like completely fall off the train. That's how you like really set yourself back is being like, well, I didn't get in my workout, so what's the point of doing my workout today or going for my easy run today? Like, I'll just start training when I get back home, you know? Like, that that's the breaking mentality and we wanna avoid that. So just do the best you can with the time you have, with uh, the nutrition component, with the sleep component, but don't don't let it break you. All right, cool. So now let's look at the Christmas story a little bit. I want to give you guys a little, I don't know, fresh take or at least how I'm looking at it this Christmas time. And um, hopefully you guys find it to be encouraging. So what I want to say is that as I look at the Christmas story this year, what I'm really struck by is the opportunity for something new to be birthed out of all of us, um, you know, out of myself, out of our run free athletes like I really believe that as we celebrate Christmas, there's an opportunity for something new, something beautiful, something that we've always longed for inside of us to come out of us. So that's that's kind of the approach I want to take to the Christmas story as we kind of dive into it. So a few observations that I made as I kind of look back over the Christmas story. You know, it's really interesting when you look at Mary, you know, the mother of Jesus, and how I find it to be fascinating. She did absolutely nothing to get Jesus inside of her belly, you know, <laughs> which I guess, you know, no one else can say that. Like usually there's some kind of act that takes place that creates a baby. And, you know, she didn't do that, obviously, and that's well known. But I find that's really interesting that I haven't really thought about before is that we don't even see, or at least it's not recorded, like Mary really longing for Jesus, really being like, obviously she knew about this coming Messiah, you know, in the Jewish culture, like they're waiting for the coming Messiah. And so she she knows that this is something to be expected and this is gonna bring something beyond amazing to their people. 
And yet she's not, we don't see a picture of her on her knees, like begging God, like, please, like, let me carry the Messiah. Let me be the one to birth the Messiah. Like, we don't see her going after it at all. Like, Jesus is immaculately just placed inside of her without her doing anything, even asking for it. So I'm just blown away by the grace of God to just put a gift such as Jesus inside of someone. And I really believe like this Christmas season, like he's placing a beautiful gift inside all of us. He's placing in the same way that like a seed was literally placed inside of Mary so that Jesus could be born. I really believe that like God is placing a seed inside all of us and he wants something beautiful to be born from us this Christmas season. So that's what I want. That's my kind of take on Christmas this year. And that's what I want to dive into a little bit. So, you know, if we think like, okay, the seed has been placed inside me. There, there is something inside me that wants to come out, something beautiful, um, something that I don't even have to work for. It's just pure grace, a pure gift of grace. It's going to be coming out of me. Well, how does this happen? Like, what is my role in all of this, you know? And so I think it's really interesting. We look at Jesus, and once he was birthed, he himself had to be cultivated. You know, he had to he had a mother and a father. He had to be brought up by parents. It even says, like, in the Bible, that Jesus grew in stature with God and man. Like, he didn't just come out and then i don't know it doesn't really say a whole lot about his early life besides you know him ditching his parents and going to the temple and then being all freaked out about it but other than that there's not a lot of record of of jesus life and that's something you know one day i'd love to you know up in the when i once i've passed i'd love to hear more about you know jesus's early days and what those look like for him and and what did what did that look like for him to be growing in in stature and favor with god and man um so this gift this thing that's being birthed in us it's our role is to let it come out of us because like i said it's already been placed there it's been placed there freely and with it just by grace it's been placed inside of us and so now our role is to number one realize that we have that seed inside of us we have the seed of something beautiful that wants to come out of us something beautiful within us and now our role, once it does come out of us, like like Jesus came out of Mary, then the role becomes cultivating it. You know, Jesus had to nurture, sorry, did I say Jesus? I mean, Mary had to nurture Jesus. She had to take care of him, uh, you know, as her child. And then Jesus himself had to grow. He had to mature. He didn't just walk straight into his ministry. It took 30 years for him to grow and mature and learn and be trained up so that he was ready for his ministry. So I think that's something that, I don't know, for myself, sometimes I look at breakthrough in my life and I really want breakthrough in an area. And, you know, for us who are training and, you know, this podcast is all about the internal game, you know, maybe it's like, man, I really want to just like be able to love my competitors, for example. Or, you know, the last podcast I talked about looking at competition differently, looking at people around you differently. You're like, man, I really want that. And you, you want it to just be, or at least myself, I always just want it to be like a one-time thing. Like, bam, all of a sudden I got it. But I found is most things in life that we want to come out of us, it's not just like a one-time revelation. Not to say it can't be. Not to say it can't be like an instant change. I believe that can happen. 
But I believe most of the time, at least in my own experience, it's this process of like us cultivating these things that we want to come out of our hearts, you know? Like it's a continual renewing of our mind. It's a continual going after this thing. It's a continual us reminding each other, reminding ourselves of, hey, like that's not what life is about. Like get back on track. Like get your get your eyes back on where it should be focused. So there's this cultivation that happens with the seed as it comes out of us. I find it really interesting that Jesus himself, um, you know, the he was talking to the Pharisees at one point, and they were asking him, like, when the kingdom of God is coming. And he told them, I want to actually read this part to you guys because it's so good. Luke 17, 20 through 21, um, it says this. Uh, now having been questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom of God was coming, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there it is. For behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Other translations say, uh, The kingdom of God is within you. And I just I just love that because so often like, I'm going and I'm searching for things externally to change the inner reality. You know, like the time when I was battling with depression at Stanford and dropped out of Stanford for a quarter and I was looking for something external, my running, um, how I was performing in the classroom. I was looking for external things to change or even my location in that instance. You know, I thought if I, oh, if I just go home, if I just change where I'm living, everything's going to click. Everything's going to change inside me. Everything's going to start going better. And I, I think that externally is how I change things that are going on the inside. But I love what Jesus is saying here. He's like, no, no, like you guys are looking for signs and wonders, like thing, external things. But really like what you need to realize is the kingdom of God is in your midst. The kingdom of God, it's already inside of you. So this, there's something really powerful about realizing that because then we stop looking for external ways to change an internal reality. So let's jump into like, how do we actually do that? How do we actually cultivate what we want to come out of us? And that, for to answer that question, I think, you know, I already talked about like, we first we got, the first step is just realizing that it's already been placed inside of us. That everything that we need to cultivate what we want to come out of us, we want to be birthed out of us, is already inside of us. Like God has given us what we need inside of us. Um, secondly, I think we celebrate it. And that's, to me, like the beauty of Christmas. And as we look forward to celebrating Christmas, there's, I don't know, I can't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to even articulate this well, but there's something about celebrating other people's breakthroughs. And I find this to be so true in sports in particular, and for me in running. You know, any time where someone, for example, I think I might have told this story in the podcast, but when I was in high school, I was trying to be the one of the few high school kids to break four minutes in the mile. I think Jim Ryan and two other guys had done it at the time and no one had done it in like 20 or 30 years, you know? And so me and Alan were kind of both going after it and Dathan. And um, I remember watching Alan run it at Prefontaine. He ran 353, which was insane, you know? Like he'd already broken four indoors, but um, watching him run that fast outdoors. And I remember just being so bent out of shape about it, you know, because here he had done something that I really wanted to do. And, you know, it kind of goes back to that last uh, podcast when I was talking about comparison and competition and all that. But there's something about like 
when you can't celebrate someone else's victories, it almost like hardens your heart a little bit and it, it makes it even harder to break through. At least that's been my experience. But then you look at the other way, when you can watch a performance and maybe it's a choice, it's not like an emotion, like emotionally you're feeling like, er, like, oh man, it's really hard to watch this person do exactly what I wanted to do. But then there's a choice of like, well, I'm gonna choose to celebrate their victory. And there's just something about celebrating other people's victories that it makes it easier for us to walk into that same victory. So, you know, as we look at like something beautiful being birthed, man, the Christmas story, Jesus, what he brought to humanity, there's there's nothing in my mind anyways more beautiful than that, that newness that he brought to humanity totally changed everything for all time, you know, and we can celebrate that. And as we celebrate that, I believe that will allow us to enter into our own newness that's going to be birthed out of us our breakthrough that we so desperately want to happen inside of us whether that's living a more stress uh, stress-free life or um, enjoying your life more living without anxiety enjoying your running more enjoying your training more um, whatever it might be you know we all have different things we're going after but I believe that you know if we celebrate this Christmas season this newness that was birthed into the world, that's going to allow us to walk into our own breakthrough, into our own victories going forward. And then, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the, the next way that the next thing we can actually do is something's being birthed out of us is we cultivate it. So, like I said, it takes continual renewing of the mind. It takes continually like and also being in a culture of people who are kind of have similar things they're going after. That way we can encourage each other. We can remind each other. This is why like training groups are so powerful. Having people you can run with that have similar hearts to you that you can remind each other like what it is all about and why you're out here, why you're running, why you're training um, and can remind you. And, and I encourage you guys like what is it for you? that you want to be birthed out of you this Christmas season? What is the breakthrough that you really want to experience in your life, whether it's running related or something completely different? And I really encourage you, a way to cultivate that is to share that with people around you that are close to you, whether it's family members, friends, training partners, share it with them and talk about it often with them. You know, like, how's that going for you? Um, are you making progress in this area? Like, just just someone who can be with you on that journey because it's that's how we cultivate things that's how we keep things in the forefront of our minds is by talking about it so cultivating that that thing that you want to be birthed in you that breakthrough that you want to happen and then i'd say lastly and maybe even most importantly is just allowing it to come out it's kind of like training right guys like i think i've said this before on this podcast but I always did my best when I was just letting the fitness come out of me. So rather than trying to like pound a workout into the ground, I'm going to smash this thing. And I was just talking about this with my two girls. We were out training uh, yesterday. They're doing a little threshold out here in Flagstaff. And I was talking to them about our approach to training this winter. Because I feel like maybe with them, like I've been a little bit like, we got to like 
you know, be able to run five miles at six minute pace up here at altitude and trying to kind of like force this thing to happen, force hitting this pace. And I was talking to him, about, I was like, guys, I think I've been kind of maybe pushing too hard on that. And we just need to allow your fitness to come out. And as I've said many times, I'm more interested in my athletes running the right effort level than forcing it to try and hit a pace. And it's the same thing with, I think, breakthrough and walking into breakthrough is just realizing like it's a gift in the same way that Mary didn't do anything to earn Jesus inside of her and to be birthed out of her. Like it's a gift that God is giving us. He wants something new and beautiful to come out of us. He wants, he wants us to enter into our breakthrough. So like, let's just realize like, yes, we need to do some things to cultivate that and to celebrate that, let it come out to realize it's already inside of us. But the end, like it's a gift of grace in the same way that Jesus was a gift of grace. And now we just need to accept that gift and let it come out of us and walk throughout the day with open hands to just realizing like, I didn't earn this. I can't produce this. Like this is a gift from something outside of me that's been a seed that's been put inside me. And now my job is just to sit back and watch the beauty of it, watch it grow into the tree or plant or bush or whatever it's going to become by grace. It's been put inside of me by grace. Now I'm going to just appreciate this gift. I'm going to cultivate it. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to realize it's already inside me. So anyways, I hope that's a, uh, encouraging for you guys made it a little bit different view of christmas and, I, and that really is like my heart for you know all of our run free athletes and the run free community beyond it's just that something beautiful would be birthed out of you this christmas season so merry christmas to you guys from all of us at run free um, we're so honored to be on this journey with you guys thanks for being a part of our community and have an amazing christmas